All right, welcome to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brighton, and this is my rapid reaction to Rutgers' 35-16 loss to number one Ohio State on Saturday, coming to you a little bit after the final result. So let's start with the negative, uh, with the criticism that's fair. Uh, at the end of the day, Rutgers made too many critical mistakes to win the game. Uh, they had six trips to the red zone, which, to be honest with you, is, is amazing. Uh, I can't even believe it but they only scored one touchdown. And when you look at what this could have been potentially, that's the story of the game. One touchdown and six red zone trips, you're just not going to win against most teams, let alone Ohio State, who is number one in the college football playoff rankings or number three in the AP poll. Uh, you could say all you want that they're not the number one team or they're not that great. I mean, they're still Ohio State. And in the second quarter, Rutgers dominated in a lot of ways, but when they got into the red zone, they were unable to punch it in. They got three field goals, uh, 20, 21, and 22 yards. I don't know if that – I'm sure it's happened before, but that that's crazy. Um, and, and credit to Patel, Jay Patel, for converting. But very frustrating that Rutgers was unable to get into the end zone there. Uh, and instead of a 9-7 lead at, at the half, which is, you know, progress and remarkable in its own right, uh, really left a lot on the table for Rutgers going into the second half. Now, that second, that first drive of the third quarter, you have the ball, you're up 9-7, you're driving once again, you're in the red zone once again, and then once again, a back-breaking pick six. You know, I know people are saying there's a lot of criticism. There was a terrible play call. I don't dislike that that was a pass. I know that Rutgers is running it down Ohio State's throats, but I think part of why Rutgers was unable to score in their previous red zone trips is it's really hard to run it in inside 20 yards. And I think it was good recognition to try to pass it. I think the call itself was very risky and was not executed obviously well at all. Wimsett kind of did a step back jump pass to traffic in the middle of the field. Manungai got kind of lost his balance. Um, you know, I know there was somewhat of a questionable non-targeting call there. I, I don't think that gets called much. And I, I don't know if it was intentional targeting or not. It, it was it was certainly debatable, but I wouldn't say it was a blatant no call against Rutgers. Um, but it was it was it was a questionable pass, questionable play call itself. Again, I'm not I don't hate the pass play um, in terms of calling the pass, but I don't like the play itself. At any rate, a 93 yard pick six once again, backbreaker against Michigan, backbreaker against Wisconsin, backbreaker today against Ohio State, changed the game. Ohio State took the 14-9 lead. Uh, they get the their offense gets the ball back very soon after. It goes down, scores a touchdown. They're up 20 to 1-9. And that was too much to overcome. Uh Marvin Harrison Jr. had two big touchdown catches at the end. That last one, you know, Rutgers had turned it over on downs because they were going for it deep in their own territory. This, this game was much closer than the 35-16 final score. I think anyone that watched this game knows that. I think anyone that watched this game, I know moral victories. We don't want to talk about them. So let's not let's not count it as a moral victory. Let's count it as the first time we've ever played Ohio State where we have a right to be pissed off and frustrated that Rutgers lost the game because they were in the whole game. They competed. They physically I mean, they didn't just physically match up. They physically beat Ohio State at times. The offensive line was pushing that front four back. I mean, Pat Flaherty, give him give him his flowers because, I mean, the, off the Rutgers offensive line 
bullying Ohio State in the run game. I mean, they were the first Big Ten team to rush for over 200 yards against Ohio State all season. They ran for what, 200, is it 239? 232 yards. Kyle Manungai, absolute beast, ran for 159 yards, 24 carries, 6.6 average. I mean, fifth 100-yard game of the season. He's on the cusp of the first 1,000-yard rushing season for Rutgers since Juwan Jamison in 2013. But Rutgers ran the ball against Ohio State in a way that was, I mean, remarkable. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing to see the offensive line of Rutgers bullying Ohio State at times. Physically, Rutgers, I mean, we saw the matchup against Michigan. We saw the matchup against Wisconsin. We saw them match up against Ohio State. It's execution. It's learning how to beat good teams and really good teams. And Rutgers, that's the next step. They're not there yet. But they are physically there. And this team doesn't quit. And this team is tough as nails. I mean, they are really tough. And honestly, they're fearless. They, they just continued to battle. They did not fall apart. You know, even in years past, 21-9 to last season, I mean, we saw what happened when they led Michigan at the half last year. They completely fell apart in the second half. They did not fall apart in this game. They missed opportunities. They made critical mistakes, but they kept battling. And Gavin Wimsett, let's talk about him. Yes, he struggled with accuracy at times, specifically the first half, missed his first five passes, missed, missed by a lot. But he was able to make some big throws in some big spots, and he's done that all year. And he's got to be more consistent. He's got to be better with his accuracy. But he still makes some throws that, you know, are big-time throws. And that touchdown pass uh, to um, Jaquay Jackson was a beauty. Uh, it showed resiliency. It showed toughness. And he just continues to battle back. And he also, I think, you know, when they were able to run him, he felt more comfortable. He got into a little bit of rhythm. I, I feel like when he's able to run the ball uh, for big gains, it gets him kind of his confidence up and he throws better. I, he just does. Um, he almost had a second touchdown at Ian Strong late in the game. He he almost had it. He he lost possession at the last minute. Um, you know, and they turned it over and downs the fourth quarter. But, the, you know, if Rutgers scores that touchdown, it's a one-score game with seven minutes to play. So Rutgers gave Ohio State pretty much a, a, a everything they could handle in this game. It was just a matter of not being able to convert in the red zone. You know, and it really was Rutgers not being able to do it. It wasn't really anything Ohio State did to Rutgers. I mean, obviously their defense is top top five, whatever, nationally. I think they're number four nationally. Uh, so their defense had a lot to do with it. I'm not saying they didn't. But you could, you could very reasonably be frustrated that Rutgers was unable to take advantage of opportunities. Not that Ohio State, you know, beat Rutgers in a, in a, in a bad fashion. You know, they didn't. I mean, Ohio State won the game. Right, they deserve they deserved it. They earned it. But I mean, Rutgers had a chance to win the game, fair and square. Like they they gave them all they could handle. Um, in terms of the defense, I thought they showed that they're they're a top five Big Ten defense. Uh, you know, you take away that lead score with Ohio State got the ball basically in the red zone. Um, you know, and the pick six that's twenty one points. Uh, Ohio State is not the best offense, but. Um, you know, the, the first touchdown they allowed came off a muff punt. You know, every time – this is the difference, and this is what Rutgers has to take a step forward in, is that when when 
when they're playing good teams, right? When, when they, they played those six games that they won, when their opponents made mistakes, Rutgers took advantage. When Rutgers plays really good teams, they're not able to take advantage as much. And those other good teams are taking advantage of Rutgers mistakes. And that that's, that's a huge key. And when Rutgers muffed the punt, Ohio state went down pretty easily and scored a touchdown. That was their only touchdown, you know, until the pick six midway third quarter. So, the defense I thought represented really well. They obviously they were out Tyreen Powell. Um, I thought it cost them a little bit when Trayvon Henderson, uh, Trayvon Henderson had a huge game. He had 200 yards all-purpose yards, uh, 120 something rushing, and 80 yards receiving. He had a big catch, and um, the linebackers kind of out of position there. I thought they missed Powell in that case. Um, and then Mayan Hanitz, who didn't play as well, he was out. Um, but the defense held up well. The corners held up well. Uh, Longer beam had some big plays. Uh, Melton got a little banged up at the end, but I thought they both, you know, held up really well. Uh, Flip Dixon had a good game. I didn't even look at defensive stats in terms of, of that regard. Uh, you know, Motere had that great sack at one point. Um, Deion Jennings, 13 tackles, seven total solo, one tackle for a loss. Ture had eight, including a sack and an interception. So hats off. I mean, he's been, Motere has been fantastic all year. Uh, longer beam had a good game. Like I said, Aaron Lewis had seven tackles, a pass breakup and a tackle for loss. Uh, a lot of contributions, uh, up and down the defensive, uh, front. So I just, you know, it's, I was almost in shock at some point because it was like, it was just such a weird game in the sense that you felt like, you know, Rutgers should be winning this game by a lot more, you know, it was Ohio state and Ohio state beat Rutgers. The first nine meetings, 53 to 11. By an average score of 53 to 11. And, you know, Rutgers should have been up multiple scores at the half. And a lot of times games are lost in the first half. And Rutgers made some critical mistakes in the second half, including that pick six. And it did completely shift momentum. However, leaving points on the board, you can't you can't do that when you play a top team. And that's, that's what ultimately cost Rutgers uh, in the red zone. But if you look at the last three games of the regular season, there is no doubt that if Rutgers can play at this level and or continue to improve, they could win all three of those games. This this certainly looked like a better team than we even even in this loss. This this team's getting better and better. They obviously benefited from the bye week. Um, by the way, that uh, that fourth down conversion, the Kyle Manunga guy, I think it was a 40, 45 yard run. Where Wimsett basically snapped it under his under uh, snapped it again to Manungai for that kind of trick fourth down play. Uh, Shiano called it a, a bye week wrinkle. That was really creative. Um, you know, I love that that Chiraka went for uh, a deep ball on the first play of uh, from scrimmage in the game. You know, the play calling definitely was more aggressive. Uh, like I said, you can you can question that pick six in terms of the play call itself, but um, it was. It was a game in which it was bizarre land, right? Because Rutgers has shown major progress and really should have been winning that game by more. And it just brings uh, encouragement for the rest of the season. You know, you're, now one thing I'm worried about is this was an extremely physical game. You know, hopefully Rutgers isn't too banged up from it. But also just from a physical hangover perspective, Rutgers has to bounce back pretty quick because I was going to be really physical. But there is no doubt that going to Iowa, they have a real chance to win that game. Talent level is not nearly as, you know, um, uh, of a difference as it is against Ohio State. I mean, Rutgers was competing and and giving Ohio State everything they could handle. 
And these are all four or five star guys. And Rutgers doesn't have nearly the amount of talent that Ohio State has. And they left it out all on the field. So emotionally, mentally, physically, Rutgers has to bounce back real quick because they're going to go to Iowa City and they're going to have a real chance to win that game. A real chance. And then, you know, listen, you go to Penn State. Penn State is not better than Ohio State. And if you can learn from some of these mistakes and you can execute better, they're going to go in there with confidence. They're going to go into Happy Valley with confidence. And then you have Maryland at the end of the season. So based on how they played today, I would be shocked if Rutgers doesn't win at least one of those games. And I think it's fair to say they have a shot in all three of them, a realistic shot to win all three of those games. This team is is certainly, I think, skipping steps in terms of progress. I, I think they're they're better at this point in the season than anyone could have expected. And I'm sure some people expected it, but maybe it wasn't reasonable to expect that. And uh, you're seeing you're seeing the influence of Jay Butler, the strength and development coach. I mean, Rutgers physically is just so different this year in such a positive way. Uh, Pat Flaherty, offensive line coach, uh, phenomenal, uh, just in terms of what this offensive line is doing, really. Like, I mean, today, today proved it, that, you know, the offensive line was was battling and winning battles on a consistent basis to run for 232 yards against Ohio state. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, probably the craziest stat of the game. Uh, the fact that Rutgers, I mean, they had 22 first downs to Ohio state 15. They outgained them. Was it 361? Um, they outgained Ohio state, which is a, a pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, 361 to 328. They outgained uh, first downs 22 to 15. Time of possession, 35-37 for Rutgers. Uh, Ohio State had the ball just over 24 minutes uh, in the game. Penalties, Rutgers had just three penalties. Ohio State had five. Uh, third down conversion. You know, Ohio State was struggling. They were 0-5 to start the game. They finished 6-12. Rutgers was 4-13. of So that was obviously, uh, you know, a factor. Each team had a turnover. Um, and uh, each team had four tackles for loss. But at the end of the day, there's a lot to be encouraged by. Right, it's not. It won't call it a moral victory. We'll call it a, a legitimate reason to be frustrated and disappointed that Rutgers lost the game. Which, hey, that's progress. Playing against Ohio State, you lost by an average of forty-two points in the previous nine meetings, and you could reasonably walk away from this feeling like Rutgers should have won the game or had a had a chance to win the game and put themselves in a position to win the game, and they faltered. But there's something to be learned from this. There's something to step forward from this. And I'm super encouraged. I, I It was an inspiring performance. It really was. And this team's going to win at least one more game in November. And obviously, depending on the bowl game. Uh, but this 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 sent a message, I think. I'm really curious to see what Ryan Day says after the game. And I know Coach Speak and such. But, I mean, Rutgers, Rutgers really made a statement today. I think they're going to get even more respect now. And if they go into Iowa City and win that game and they're 7-3 and three going into Happy Valley – I mean, it's on. It's it's legit on in terms of this team being a, a good team. And they're close. I think they're close. Uh, so that's that's my rapid reaction. I, I, I babbled a little bit, but um, I probably missed something. Uh, follow all my coverage on scarletfaithful.com. After the game, I'll have plenty of post-game uh, tonight and tomorrow. We also have wrestling post-game out already. We have plenty of men's basketball preview coverage as well. Thank you for listening and watching the Scarlet Faithful podcast once again.